in jesus name we pray amen father we thank you once again for the privilege that you given to us to come at your presence lord as we praised as we prayed lord you hears all our prayers now as we come to hear from you hide us behind your cross speak to us each one of us lord give us attention here to hear your word help us to receive your word as you want us to be lord bless us through your word for our spiritual life our future and to be a blessings to one another you take control over the rest of the hours in jesus precious name we pray please take your seats <coughs> praise the lord once again is my privilege to stand before you to share god's word before i start go to the message let me share the one of the testimony in the past the early days when i came here as i came here there is uh, no church as such and i was in uh, 1984 whereas the church started in 86 so some of you or most of you uh, heard my testimony my early days as i was a uh, single and i look for people to pray and there were people and uh, bachelors and one became two two became three four five six seven eight and we used to gather in a church annex at free of cost after nine o'clock to eleven o'clock because there is no much congregation those days so they gave us free we were all praying without any title without any headship we boy bachelors comes together and sharing the word and praying and singing worshiping and slowly one after one one after one they stop coming and uh, eight became seven four three one day it was an opportunity for me to be all alone there as usual i used to go earlier in the sense 9 o'clock pray 8:30 i used to be there and i used to prepare the hall for the prayer nobody has come as usual i started my prayer by 9 o'clock those days actually my desire was i should become a very famous uh, or a uh, very good uh, preacher or a teacher and i want every gifts of the spirit to operate in me i should be a miracle worker so much i have so you know about the fruit of the spirit what is the what are the fruit of the spirit galatians 22 5 22 to 23 the gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance i was asking god i should have all the fruits that has to be manifested in my life people will see that i am full of the holy spirit 
And again I was asking God the gift of the Spirit. That is recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 12, from verse 8 to 10. For to the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. So these are all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I was desiring to have all the gifts of the Spirit should manifest in my life. That was my cry. That was my prayer. I cried. I, it, I, in fact, it is in a time of encounter with the Lord. I was praying and praying and praying all alone. No one entered. Then, God started answering to me after a, after a long silence, gap of silence. And he said, do you know how to pray? Just think about it. I am praying hours together. More than one hour I pray. God asked me, do you know how to pray? I said, yes. Do you know what is the necessity or a basic for your prayer? I said, yes. That is faith. Do you have it? I said, yes. That is both. You go ahead with it. You just check your Bible. Whether faith is in your gift, whether the faith is as a fruit. One gift, faith, one fruit out of nine, it is mentioned. He said, yes, that is the same. That's it. I kept silent. But, I was so rejoicing in my spirit. Why? It is God who answered me. Faith is enough for you to have it. I have never desired for any other thing. When I asked God, God answered. Why I share this today? First of all, you should have a desire. I asked you this question before you. Have you ever asked God or desire to have the gifts of the Spirit in your life? Do you have? Did you ask? Do you have it? God answered you? Talents are different. Gifts are different. Even the talents, there are varieties. Spiritual, unnatural. And I didn't ask for talents. Talents, God-given talents are there naturally. There are talents spiritually. But here I am telling about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As we said, the same Spirit, same Spirit, same Spirit. That means, basically, you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
then only you can ask for the gift of the spirit secondly you should have the desire why you want the gifts why you want the gifts it is for yourself or for the glory of god to serve him it will edify you of course and also it will be useful for you to serve him and secondly first you should have a desire pray you should have a desire you should pray and you should listen god speaking then you have to obey i ask for one i ask for many things but get god gave me one but since i listen and i obey today i am standing here as a pastor as a preacher as a teacher it is god given gifts james 1:16 and 17 what he says do not be deceived my brethren every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning yet do not be deceived when you look at it first corinthian chapter 12 verse 1 now paul is writing now concerning the spiritual gifts brethren i do not want you to be ignorant i do not want you to be ignorant what does it mean what does it mean there are spiritual gifts in people's life or in your life it is operating or if you are not so far desired to have or heard about the spirit of, uh, gift of the spirit don't be ignorant for you the message is don't be ignorant if you think that you have the spirit of god the gift of the spirit for you do not be deceived because the rest of the message is coming in first corinthian chapter 12 verse 8 as i from 8 as i said there are the gifts it is mentioned in the same way when i look at it from the bible there are many things in chapter 12 verse 3 what it says therefore after saying don't be ignorant therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit that means unless you have the Holy Spirit you cannot declare Jesus Christ is the Lord whoever declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord he is of the Holy Spirit amen in the bible there are some warnings as we are living in the present world there are many things in this world there is nothing pure you can get it if you take it any any food there is impure food or adulterated food mixed with even the materials everything is adulterated mixed up with a false one 
so in the same way even in the word of god also there is no pure word there is no pure word who will get it because the people preach and teach adulterated or misled words so why why there are the one john 41 says many false prophets have gone out to the world 1 john 2:18 says many antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hours do you believe that we are in the last hours we are in the last days yes in this the bible is written before many thousands of years we come to know even before 2000 years be earlier and it was written in those days it is written there are many antichrists have come jesus said matthew 7:15 beware of false prophets who come to you in the sheep's clothing matthew 7:25 says okay leave it 24:11 then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many many will rise many will be deceived not only in the gospel even before that in the prophets isaiah 59 verse 19 when the enemy comes in like a flood you just imagine the flood you imagine the enemy will come like a flood ephesians 4:14 that we should no longer be children twisted and and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by which trickery of men in the cunning craftiness and deceitfulness plotting so craftiness and deceitfulness will be there paul says in second corinthians 11:13 for such are the false apostles deceitful workers galatians 1:6 to 8 if you look at it there are false evangelists john 10:12 jesus said false shepherds who are there peter also says in 2 peter 2:1 false teachers now you see there are gifts given in the churches teacher pastors evangelists apostles so on all five fivefold ministry here he speaks about false teacher false shepherd false evangelist false prophets repeatedly it is mentioned everywhere in everything there are false that's why bible says be aware we should be be alert in these days when you believe that we are in the last days the bible never allows us to be a casual christian there are many preachings coming from the pulpits hearing from you are hearing from there are so much of medias never before you have multiple even whatever the devices you are using when you look for something there something else is coming in the tv whatever the media newspapers preachers many churches there are everywhere everywhere you turn you can hear the word of god 
when you are hearing the word or hearing the from the bible it doesn't mean everything is true they are preaching for that you should have a gift of the spirit here in first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 8 to 10 what i come across is what are the gifts the word of wisdom knowledge faith gift of healing working of miracle prophecy discerning of spirit discerning of spirit tongues is a gift interpretation of tongue is a gift how many of you are speaking in tongues that is the gift how many of you desire for it time and again we were preaching from here but now my concern is discerning of spirit there are preachers and teachers and pastors they are preaching the word of god but here the warning comes to us unless you have the gift of the discerning spirit you will be deceived as simple as that for that the reference what i have taken is from 1 john chapter 4 1 to 6 before the 1 timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed of deceiving spirit and doctrines of demons that is the sign of end times what it says some will there is later time some will depart from the faith even if we say that you have faith in god faith in word the same bible says some will be depart from the faith why they are because they are deceived by the spirit if you cannot discern the spirit which is the right spirit or the wrong spirit who is the right prophet or the wrong false prophet who is the right teacher or a false teacher false shepherd false evangelist the bible says the same bible what you have i'm not coming these are all not from outside they are all here they said they were many false teachers Matthew 24 24 False Christ and false prophet will arise and will show great signs and wonders again another warning today what is cheaply available in the world is the signs and wonders very cheap people are just behind it that's what he says false crises and the false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead if possible even the elect you and me are the elect hello Amen. you and me are the elected one the bible says even we will be deceived that's what the bible says Let us turn to 1 John chapter 4 from verse 
1 to 6. See the good start. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. This is the, the portion which we have chosen to meditate today. Even though it is about the spiritual discernment, I title it as Do Not Be Deceived. It was very much touched because our text falls in this when I look at it. It falls into three things. One is the reason for discernment. Second is basis of discernment. Third is evidence of Discernment. That means, as I said from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, it says about the discerning spirit. We should be able to discern the spirit in our life, in our spiritual life. First of all, as I shared, you should have a desire. And then you should be filled with the Holy Spirit, of course. Then you can look for the gifts of the Spirit operating in you. And we are in the last days, but the last days are the dangerous days as well. Everywhere, every time, every moment, there are temptations. You know very well. Is there anybody who cannot operate mobiles? You do not know how to operate mobile. Anybody is here? 100%. 100%. When you look for something, without any advertisement, you cannot go straight away to anywhere. Am I right? Hello? As if you are not using the mobile. First question you said you agreed. Second thing I am asking, as if I am telling, asking a strange question which you are not aware of. Am I right? When you look for something, browsing, so many things before it pops up. Am I right? Ah. 
Good. As your spiritual children, you don't mind about it and you wanted to bypass. Trying and trying. But sometimes even you try your maximum, it is not going. You are forced to open sometimes. But you end up in something else. And if it, if it is then a habit, sometimes you are tempted to open it. What is that? Even advertisement. Don't look at some other thing. Just even advertisement. Maybe something about the finance, something about your banking. But at the same time, even the browser in the computer also it comes. But you are forced to look at it. Is it sin? I'm asking you. Is it sin? In the beginning, yes, you overcome it. Secondly, gradually, you are forced or pulled towards that and it takes all your time by browsing. You wanted only two minutes job or five minutes job, but hours together, you are diverted there and going for one after one, one after one. And that led into sin. It's how you are deceived. Sometimes you may tempted to hear some messages are there, some songs are there. After that, even the spiritual things, when you started, you forced to, you are forced to listen to the message. Oh, this is the message. I'm not going any other, doing, watching any other thing. It is a message. Message from whom? Who is being, without knowing which church, which preacher, you are just watching or listening the message. Sometimes you take something from there. For all those things concerning that, today the message is coming to you. Be aware. It's a warning. Discern the spirits. Who is the person? Who is the church? And who is the, what is the message? Whether it is of God or it is of men. Whether it is glorifying God or it is exalting the name of Jesus or it is exalting the, of the man. Or it is the message of prosperity or just to raising up this and that or it will edify you personally. It will convict you. It will correct you. It will lead you into having a holy, to live here, lead into your holy life. That matters. Let us see. What is it? The reason why we should have the discernment is essential because Satan and his forces are at work in the world. That's what the first scripture says. Behind all spirituality, false teaching is the spirit of error. 1 John 4, 6, led by Satan by including all of his dominic forces, whether they know it or not, behind every false prophet or false teacher is an evil spirit promoting the errors and they teach. Hence, John tells his beloved flock, for one, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Paul said a similar thing. After saying that we should not despise prophetic utterances, he added, but examine everything carefully, hold fast 
to that which is good. First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty and twenty one. So we need spiritual discernment because Satan and his forces are alive and well, promoting errors at every opportunity. But how do we test the spirit? That's a question. The reason we know Satan is alerted is he is working all around. But we should test him. How do we test him? The basic for discernment. Confession of concerning Jesus Christ, verse two and three of the chapter four. Keep your Bible open. A false teacher may be a gentle, a loving. He may speak prophecies that comes true. He may even perform miracles or cast out demons or speaking tongues. The list is given to you to identify who is the pastor, who is the preacher, or who is the teacher whom you are watching or whom you are listening, even including me. Matthew seven twenty two that you can just refer it. Deuteronomy thirteen one two three it speaks about the prophets. But the question is. Does he lead people to follow a false god? Specifically, John says down the rule, verse four, two to three. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus is not from God. That is the scripture. To confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh means. to agree with that statement but it is also means something more the demons all agree that jesus christ is the son of god who has come in flesh mark 124 311 and 57 says to confess this truth once again repeat the reference mark 124 mark 311 and 57 refers even the demon confesses jesus christ is the lord to confess this truth about jesus means submitting your life to him as a lord roman 10 9 to 10 if you read it it says about about we confessing jesus christ as the lord that's why When we accept Jesus Christ, we accept Him as a Lord and Savior of our life. That's why, time and again, here we hear from the Word of God: Who is Jesus in your life? He is a miracle worker, or He is a provider, or He is a deliverer. Whatever you are, there are many things you are you are presented or you are come across. See, as usually I used to say that. about our salvation the way of my salvation the way i accept jesus christ may not be the same with you all of you have a different interest different way you accept it but one card one savior one spirit one word the word of god is one one spirit but overall jesus christ, i accept as i accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life 
And that will be your portion too. That's why you are here. Amen? Amen. That is uniformity. That is the center of... That's why. But we should not be focused on having Christ in our life for some other reason. They are all the packages that will follow when you accept Christ as the Lord and Savior. The miracle, healing, everything will follow. Signs and wonders. Here, as John begins his gospel, in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the word became flesh, that we accept it, that we confess it. When John states, 1 John 4, 2, Jesus Christ has come in flesh, he is referring not only to his true divinity, but also his true humanity. He came in flesh as a human. That also we believe it. So the problem with the world is this. How come a man who became flesh, we accept him as a God? There are people, yes, he is a human. He is God. But how come he became in flesh? So there are contradictions with the world. So this, if they preach one of it, that is the false teaching. For us, we know, yes, Jesus Christ is full of God. He is full of human. That is our faith. John has shown us why we must discern him because Satan and his forces are actively trying to deceive us on essential biblical truth. He has shown us that the basis of discernment is the person's confession about Jesus Christ as a true God and true man, as I said. But how do we recognize such a discernment in others or in ourselves? How do we identify the discernment? The evidence of discernment is response to apostles' witnesses. The apostles, soon after Jesus Christ was resurrected and went to heaven, the ministry was taken and led by the apostles, the disciples. And they are the ones who was the Paul and the other, other disciples written the epistles and the letters to the individual as well as to the churches. They are the doctrine which you are following. Every church in the world wide, they are following. Simply believing their testimony. Because what they are writing, what we have heard, what we have seen, what we are experiencing, that we are telling you. We are believing in that. Amen? And we are experiencing in that. Do we? What we heard, what we have, we have seen, and we have believed the same. And we are the followers of the word, the Lord Jesus, and his disciples. Amen? In the most English translation reflect the, this uh, scriptures here in 4 and 5 or 6. When you look at it here, repeatedly say you, they, and we. 
the first pronouns describes two very different responses that of the true believers john's title is children we are little children and that of the false teachers and those who follow them the we of the verse 6 sets forth the standard by which the measure others are your own responses namely how does a person respond to the apostolic witnesses one number one the witnesses those who by the spirit overcome false teaching are from god verse 4 when john says you are from god little children he is pointing again to a new birth christianity is not just a matter of subscribing or a certain creeds or correct doctrines although that is essential it is a matter of being born of god and so that you receive new life from him he became his child this new birth is absolutely if you want to be abide understand and hold to the truth this is important that john repeats as a praise from god it is we it is nothing but accepting jesus christ how do we know as as i said in the beginning itself when we accept jesus christ at the same time the spirit of god enters in you you are allowing the holy spirit to come into your life unless the holy spirit convicts you of your sinful nature unless the holy spirit uh, and uh, teaches you of the savior the lord jesus christ you and me will not may not accept jesus christ as our lord so initially the spirit of god is in us and the spirit the if you and it is our responsibility to work with him to listen to him to fellowship with him to become very familiar with him to hearing from him by your frequency in your fellowship you will be able to know the false doctrine or false prophet or teachers or preacher or shepherd the spirit of god who is in you we will teach you for that what is the basic you should have a new life in you you should accept jesus christ in your life and you should have the spirit of god in you you should be sensible to the spirit of god if that is one thing the another thing is the word of god by your day to day meditation and the bible reading you will have the knowledge you will have the discerning spirit yes you can know about the, your knowledge also important by your to exercise your spiritual life or a spiritual exercise the word of god is most important fellowship is most important and if we miss it see how many times how many of us time and again keep on trying to meditate or read the bible regularly and we failed it how many of us successfully having our prayer life day to day life how many hours we are praying we are expecting so many things in our day to day life materially and worldly 
But how many of us uh, uh, desire to have more of the spiritual blessing than the secular blessing? Even people wishes also of more of the material or more of the worldly than the spiritual. So, if when you compare both, I, I'm going to cut out because this is not the day to complete this. And when you compare both, you know about your weaknesses, where you are, how you are, and how weak you are in your spiritual life. When you are weak in your spiritual life, definitely it is a very danger for you. Be aware. The caution is there, even before 2,000 years ago. How many of us listen to that word? Be aware. Don't be ignorant. Don't be deceived. There are many things the Bible is warning straight away. It is not for the unbelievers, it is for the believers. How many times have we heard that? How many times we pay attention to those words and correct ourselves? If not, this is the day. If not, this is the day for us to respond to the God's word. The warning is here. Do not be deceived. Because there, there are many false prophets, false teachers are in the world. Everywhere you can hear them. But be aware. Be alert. Because of the time, I have to close it. As a conclusion, in, let me put something before that. <clears throat> a late A.W. Tozer had some wise counsel on how to try the spirit. He posted seven tests to apply the teaching. Number one is, how does the teaching affect my relations with God? Is he magnified and glorified or diminished? How does the teaching affect my relationship with God? Is he magnified and glorified or diminished? How does the teaching affects my attitude towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Does it magnify him and give him first place? Or does it subtly shift my focus into myself or some experiences? We may expect we should become like that preacher, that this preacher. We may be attracted by some preachers and see in this, in, uh, once again, in this, well, how we judge the preacher, he is a big preacher, famous preacher, world preacher. It is a mega church. There are many thousands of people. And it is not the size of the church. It is not the popularity of the preacher. The matter is, it is the truth. And the spirit, what kind of spirit is in that church? What kind of spirit, with the, what kind of spirit the preacher is preaching? That matters. It is not the matter of big church or a small church. We should concern about it. And here, thirdly, how does the teaching affect my attitude towards the scripture? Did the teaching come from 
and agree with the word does it increase my love for the word how does the teaching affects myself does it feed self or crucify it does it feed pride and humility or humility how does the teaching affects my relationship to other christians does it cause me to withdraw find fault and exalt myself in, in superiority or does it lead me to genuine love and for truly no christ how does the teaching affects my relationship to the world system does it lead me to pursue the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life does it lead me to pursue worldly riches reputation and pleasures or does it crucify the world to me finally how does the teaching affects my attitude towards sin does it cause me to tolerate sin in my life or to turn from it and grow in holiness any teaching that makes holiness more acceptable and sin more intolerable is genuine first thessalonian 5:21 and 22 test all things hold fast what is good abstain from every form of evil when he summarizes in through three places analyze all things accept only good things avoid all questionable things once again i repeat it analyze all things accept only good things avoid all questionable things amen god bless you let's close our eyes close our eyes just to recollect what you heard just for the about 40 minutes the bible says do not be deceived bible says do not be ignorant of the spiritual gifts there are spiritual gifts there are fruit of the spirit what do you deserve how many gifts you have in you which is operating in your life god expects all of his children if you believe that you are a child of god the gift is given to you you may not be aware of it but it is in you if not do you have the desire what is your desire what is the gift you are expecting is it word of wisdom is it a word of knowledge is it faith is it gift of healing is it working of miracles is it of prophecy is it of discerning spirit 
Is it of tongues you desire for? Or interpretation of tongues? If you have a desire sincerely, God will answer you. If you have a desire and yet not receive the gift of the Spirit, there is something wrong in you. It is the time for you to examine yourself, to ask from God, because the Bible says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Our Father, the Heavenly Father, the only Father, the Eternal Father is always there. He is ready to give you not just the gift, the good and the perfect gift. He knows about you. What gift can be given to you? Many years before I asked him, he spoke to me and he gave me. Now he has multiplied the gift in me. Definitely, he is your God as well. If you have a gift, God will multiply your gift. If you do not have the gift, God will give you the gift. That gift will be good and perfect. To receive it, only one condition. Examine yourself. If you have an unforgiven sin in you, time to confess before him. That means, became an hindrances for you. But you are forced and you are in necessity of having the discerning spirit, the gift of this discerning spirit in the last days. Every believer should have it. Let us desire the spiritual, the discerning spirit as a spiritual gift. Pray. You pray yourself. Just a moment. Open your hearts. Pray to the Lord. As you heard, He is the same God. You know, you, if you do not have a desire, you, have, you should desire. Don't think it is for somebody. There are people gifted, not me. No, it is you. If you are a real child of God, you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you are the person. You deserve for it. And God is waiting for it. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this hour. Thank you for all your beloved children. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of hearing from you. Father, we thank you for speaking to us in the last days and the last words which are important to us. Yes, Lord, indeed, we are your children. And the Bible says we are very dear to you. We are beloved children unto you. Yes, Lord. There are gifts operating in our life. Father, we desire of more gifts. Those who do not have, Lord, today, we bring them all before you. If we have any unforgiven sin in us, if we have done anything against you, or oh, 
if anybody sitting here do not know you as a lord and savior today is the day for them touch their hearts touch their mind speak to them convince them lord you are only lord you are our savior savior to save us from our sinful nature from the sinful world to give us the eternal life hear our prayers bless the church bless your people prepare us to take part in this table in jesus precious name we pray Amen. let us turn to first corinthians chapter 11 <clears throat> from verse 23 onwards for i received from the lord that which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death till he comes therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks the this cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the lord's body for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the lord that we may not be condemned with the world so as we know as we prepare ourselves for the lord's table there are once again as a reminder to us as the scripture is very clear to us it is a memorial thing what has happened thousands of years before in the old testament as a passover and also before 2000 years as lord jesus christ himself had this table before with his disciples and he after the last days he said that remember do this in remembrance of him what we remember of his birth of his death his burial and his resurrection whenever we come here we also remember when we take the bread this is the body of jesus christ when we take part in the cup that is the blood of jesus christ secondly it is a time of proclamation remembrance of proclamation we are all forced to proclaim the lord's death by our faith we believe in that believe in forgiveness of our sins believe in the death burial resurrection of our lord more than that he is coming so we are forced to are reminded to proclaim 
his birth, death, resurrection, and his coming. And thirdly, when we come together, it is not only we are coming together as a brothers and sisters, it is a coming in union and coming in union with Christ himself who was crucified before 2,000 years ago. Amen? So, those who are accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their life, they are entitled to come and take part in this table. Or those who are, even you are a believer and you have some issues of unforgiveness in you or a contentious with somebody, if you think that you are, that's why you examine yourself. That is another quality. And uh, if you are forgiven, you can pray and come take part in that. If not, better to stay back. So it is a time for us to come forward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for the blood and the wine that you kept before us. Bless it and sanctify it as we are coming together to fellowship with you. Help us to remain in this love, in this fellowship as you want us to be. To remember your death and also to proclaim your coming to this world of Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. We have just heard the word for the last 45 minutes. How not to be deceived. And it's a natural thing for every child of God to walk through the journey of overcoming this obstacle that the enemy throws at us. Our one prayer that this afternoon we are going to make is, Lord, help me to say no to any form of temptation or sin. Sin will not look as sin when it comes to you. It will look as the most simplest temptation like Pastor gave it. But to say no. That's one thing that we need to make. And it's a determination and it's a commitment that we have to make. And the Holy Spirit will help us in Jesus' name. The second prayer that we are going to ask today and pray and say, God, give me the grace. I will never be deceived in Jesus' name. Deception will come. And it will come as an angel of light also. It will look beautiful. It will look glamorous. It will look very attractive. And it will look perfect for you. And at that time, you have to ask, Lord, give me the grace that I will not be deceived. The third prayer point that we're going to make this afternoon is, God, give me a discerning spirit as our pastor preached. Because without discernment of the spirit, we can be misled and fall a prey to the enemy. Amen? And at last, our prayer point will be, God, increase my faith. Increase my faith in you, Lord God. And as we have taken part in the communion this afternoon, and as we have taken part with the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the wine, we remember that he walked on this earth just as we are walking right now. He has faced every temptation just as we are facing right now. But by the grace of God, he has overcome and he gives us that grace to overcome. Amen? Let's bow our heads at this time. It's a, com it's a commitment that you're going to make before God. Give me grace, Lord, as we heard this word today, Father. Give me grace 
I want you more than anything else in this world, Father. You fill me. You fill me. Make that as a prayer before God. Lord, I know many things are there wants to fill me. The things of the world wants to fill me. But today I pray that you will fill me, Father. This is my heart's cry. You fill me, Lord God. Now let us make, go on to pray. God, give me grace. I will never be deceived in any way. Not the things of the world. Give me grace. And not just for me, for my wife, my, my husband, for my children, for generations to come. Deceptive is going to be more prevalent. So let us pray, God, give us grace that we will not be deceived, Lord Daddy. Father, I pray for this church right, right now, Lord God. We pray, give us a discerning spirit, Lord God. Help us to know the right and to know the wrong. And give us the grace we will choose the right above the wrong. Even though at many times the wrong will look very appealing. Give us the grace, Daddy. Father, you have began a good work in us, Lord God. Give us the grace to be overcomers, Lord God. Give us the grace, Master. Father, as we have taken part with this communion, Lord God, we confess that you are our Lord and our Savior. You are our healer and our redeemer. You are the rock on which we stand. You are our provider and our sustainer. You are the God that never fails. Amen. Shall we sing that song, He who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. Because God has began a good work in your life from the day you were conceived. Amen. And he will fulfill it till the day we go and be within him in heaven. Amen. He who began a good work in me he in you he will be faithful to complete it in you in Jesus name the only thing is let yourself be in his will and in his hand amen we are going to share the benediction together may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ 
the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our bountiful harvest is sure as we commit to tirelessly labor for souls. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.